Know the top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. Hi, I'm Barbie Atienza. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. The Department of Health announced today that the man who hold, uh, had the country's first case of the B117 SARS-CoV-2, or the UK variant of COVID-19, has already tested negative for the virus in its latest swab test. DOH uh, Undersecretary Maria Rosario Vereira said that the health condition of the patient will still be monitored. The Quezon City government also issued the same announcement on its official Facebook page. It said that the doctors at the quarantine facility where the patient is currently staying will make a final assessment before he is allowed to reunite with his family and reintegrate with the community. However, he will remain under health monitoring for at least two weeks. The DOH has previously reported that there were 213 people who came in contact with the index case. These included co-passengers in Emirates flight EK332, household members, and medical workers who attended to him. Of the total, 15 people tested positive for COVID-19. Their swab samples have been sent to the Philippine Genome Center for gene sequencing to determine if they are infected with a UK COVID-19 virus variant. According to Vereire, the result of the genome sequencing is expected to be released this Saturday. The government hopes its vaccination drive will push through next month once the first batch of Pfizer and Sinovac vaccines are delivered to the country. Of the initial vaccines expected to be shipped next month, presidential spokesman Harry Roque said Pfizer vaccines might only be available in Metro Manila, Cebu and Davao due to their cold storage capacity. The vaccines made by the American pharmaceutical firm, which need to be kept at minus 70 degrees Celsius, are part of the COVAX facility or the global initiative to ensure equitable access to the preventive drug. Roque added that other brands of the coronavirus vaccines, which only require standard refrigeration, could be delivered to other provinces. Once the initial shipment of the COVID-19 vaccines arrive in the country next month, Roque said authorities would need 10 days to conduct inventory and prepare for the distribution. Roque also dispelled notion of any discrimination in the distribution of the vaccines, citing that it was science that dictated the storage requirement of their drugs. Citing information from vaccine czar Carlito Galvez Jr., Roque said the country can also expect vaccine doses for 22% of the population under the COVAX facility. He said the supplies will arrive in batches of around 100,000 per month. At least 82.5 billion pesos have been set aside to bankroll the government's procurement of the vaccines. The priority beneficiaries include medical frontliners, seniors, poor citizens and uniformed personnel in areas most affected by the outbreak. 
Starting next month, children as young as 10 years old will be allowed to go out of their houses in areas under modified general community quarantine or MGCQ in line with the government's attempt to spur consumer spending and revive economic growth. Malacanang today announced that the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases has agreed to lower the age restriction for people allowed to leave their homes from 15 years old to 10 years old following a meeting on Thursday. Prior to the latest IATF decision, the government exempted persons aged 15 to 65 from the strict stay-at-home policy but compelled the observance of health protocols during the community quarantine. Presidential spokesman Henry Rocky said in a statement that the Interagency Task Force approved the recommendation to relax age-based restrictions for areas placed under MGCQ beginning February 1, 2021. Any person below 10 years old and those who are over 65 years of age shall be required to remain in their residence at all times. In areas under general community quarantine or GCQ, Roque said the task force has enjoined local government units to adopt the same relaxation of age restrictions. Roque, however, made it clear that it would be up to the local government units to make the decision on the matter. Trade Secretary Ramon Lopez had earlier backed a proposal to allow 10-year-old children to go out to their parents in malls and other places as long as strict health protocols are followed, citing the need to revitalize domestic consumption and economic activity. Despite the easing of the lockdown a few months ago, the trade chief admitted that the recovery of businesses has been restrained due to the limited population allowed to go out, shop, and dine. Lopez remained optimistic that the government's forthcoming rollout of the coronavirus vaccines will also boost consumer confidence and provide a safe environment to the country. Official photos from Malacanang has revealed President Duterte registering himself to the Philippine identification system. The president held his thumb up as he or he posed for a photo while holding his printed national ID card. Photos show that Executive Secretary Salvador Medialdea and President Duterte's longtime aide Senator Bongo also had themselves registered into the Philsys. President Duterte signed Republic Act No. 11055 or the Philippine Identification System Act in August 2018. It aims to establish a single national ID for all Filipinos and resident aliens. It also consolidates government-issued IDs but will not automatically replace existing ones. The ID aims to boost the delivery of public service, enhance administrative governance, reduce corruption, curtail red tape, and promote ease of doing business, among others. Information obtained from the holder includes age, gender, date and place of birth, address, mobile number, email address, marital status, blood type, and residency status in the country. Last month, President Duterte and the members of his cabinet approved the 3.52 billion pesos additional budget for the registration of 20 million more individuals to the Philsys by the end of 2021. In Metro News, 
Pasig City conducts tabletop simulation of COVID-19 vaccination. And MMDA Chairman Abalos tells DPWH to fix street lights along Metro's major roads. More from this report. The Pasig City government together with the Department of Health conducted a tabletop simulation exercise on COVID-19 vaccination on Wednesday. In a Facebook post of Pasig PIO, the local government's COVID-19 vaccination plan was presented to the World Health Organization, National Task Force Against COVID-19 Vaccination Cluster, Regional Interagency Task Force National Capital Region, and other units of DOH. For the tabletop simulation, members of Pasig vaccination team were presented with several scenarios that could happen during the pre-vaccination, vaccination and post-vaccination phase and were asked to prepare action plans on how to address these scenarios. Health experts present commended Pasig City's micro-plan and provided inputs on how it could be further improved. Metropolitan Manila Development Authority or MMDA Chairman Benhur Abalos has requested the Department of Public Works and Highways to improve the lighting fixtures along major roads in the metropolis. In a meeting with officials of DPWH and Department of Transportation on Wednesday, Abalos underscored the importance of street lights in preventing road accidents. According to MMDA, the DPWH agreed to fix all street lights along major thoroughfares in the metropolis and turn over it to MMDA in 10 days. However, DPWH raised concern on thieves stealing the lights and other electrical fixtures on some major thoroughfares, especially on tunnels and underpasses. With this, he warned those stealing electrical materials that they will face charges as streetlights are owned by the government. Here are the top news in other parts of the country. 18 aftershocks recorded after 7.1 magnitude quake in Davao Occidental. A 71-year-old ex-Olympian Boholano boxer receives fishing boat from the governor. And Davao City declared as the country's chocolate and cacao production capital. Details in this report. A total of 18 tremors ranging from magnitude 3.2 to 4.2 were recorded by Philbox in the 10 hours after a 7.1 earthquake hit Jose Abad Santos Davao Occidental on Thursday night. The earthquake, which was tectonic in origin, hit Jose Abad Santos in Davao Occidental at 8.23 p.m. and was traced 231 kilometers southeast of Jose Abad Santos Davao Occidental according to Philbox. Jose Abad Santos Town Mayor Jason John Joyce said that no damage was reported in his town as of Thursday night. Bohol Governor Arthur Yap couldn't believe his eyes when a well-built 71-year-old fisherman was introduced to him as a Boholano boxer who represented the Philippines in the 1968 Mexico Olympics. Tio Henes Pellegrino, a featherweight, who lost in the second round of the Mexico Olympics boxing competitions to eventual silver medalist Al Robinson of the United States. After his boxing career, Pellegrino decided to return to Gindulman to settle down and work as a fisherman. But two years ago, the fishing boat he had been using since his return to Gindulman finally gave up on him. Fulfilling a promise he made during their first meeting, Yap turned over to him a brand new fishing boat which was later transported to Pellegrino's hometown. The House of Representatives has declared Davao City the country's chocolate and cacao production capital for putting the Philippines in the class of the world's best and tastiest chocolates. Davao City hopes that people involved in the propagation of cacao and the production of quality chocolates will continue to work harder to ensure that they will live up to expectations. 
Davao City and the provinces of Davao del Norte, Davao del Sur, Davao Oriental, and Compostela Valley produce at least 81% of the country's total production of cacao, the main ingredient for making chocolates. And in world news, Facebook Supreme Court to judge Trump suspension. Non-essential travel strongly discouraged by the Euro European Union chief. And ancient coins returned after Italy church confession. Let's watch this report. Facebook is asking its independent expert to rule on whether former President Donald Trump's suspension for fomenting insurrection should stand. Facebook and Instagram suspended Trump after his supporters stormed the U.S. Capitol on January 6, an attack on the seat of the democracy that led to Trump's second impeachment. The leading social network is referring to the decision to its independent oversight board, known informally as Facebook's Supreme Court, with the authority to make binding ruling even Chief Executive Mark Zuckerberg must abide by. Reaction to Trump ban has ranged from criticism that Facebook should have booted him long ago to trades over his online voice being muted. European Union leaders agreed Thursday to consider restricting non-essential trips across the bloc's internal borders to contain the spread of coronavirus, Brussels' top official said. Speaking after a video summit of all 27 EU leaders, both officials stressed that the operation of the single market and the trips by essential cross-borders work must be protected. But as why member state did not simply ban leisure travel, Michael confirmed it was probably be necessary to take additional restrictive measures in order to limit non-essential travel. While some capitals have called for tighter travel controls, Brussels wants to play a coordinating role. More than 200 ancient coins were returned to a museum in southern Italy by a priest who was told about the theft in confession. The unnamed penitent presumed to be the thief himself asked the priest to return the loot to the Pastrum Archaeological Park near Naples. Of the 208 coins returned, seven were fakes but most of the others date from as early as 3rd century BC running up to the end of the 4th century AD. The former manager of Pompeii, the ancient Roman city, has said that sometimes people return them in fear that they may be cursed. In entertainment, Johnny Manahan recently talked about his departure from ABS-CBN, the company he worked for for almost four decades of his life. The seasoned star builder and director said that among reasons why he left is the problem between star magic and what he described as shadow talent center. Johnny admitted, admitted the move did not sit well with Star Magic people. He shared that it made Star Magic irrelevant and that he thinks that they are trying to make them irrelevant. He took the issue to wire management, but nothing happened. Johnny also shared that he misses the days when former ABS-CBN president Freddy Garcia and Chano Santos Concho, former CEO of ABS-CBN, were around because of their high ethical standards and that they would have done something about it. In sports, Conor McGregor promised a masterpiece when the biggest draw card in mixed martial arts returns to the fray Saturday against U.S. lightweight Dustin Poirier in the headline event on the UFC 257 card in Abu Dhabi. After spending 12 months out of action, the former double division champion McGregor was back holding court inside a fight island biosecure hub 
established last July to help shield MMA athletes from the coronavirus pandemic. While in the past there had been trash talk and fireworks at McGregor press events, this time around what appeared was a more measured man as a 32-year-old Irishman paid tribute to his opponent, predicted a first-round finish, and revealed he hoped to one day be remembered alongside the greats of combat sports. McGregor was last seen demolishing American welterweight Donald Cerrone via knockout in just 40 seconds at UFC 246 last January 18, a feat that made him only the second-ever UFC fighter to score knockouts across the featherweight, lightweight, and welterweight divisions. And those are the news on web today, January 22, 2021. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. You may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link in this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza from Manel Bolton, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Join us again on Monday. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.